When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to episode six of The Greatest Rivalry, a podcast brought to you by Wisden. I'm Nikesh Rugani. And I'm Adif Nawaz. And we've been taking you through the history of sports' greatest head-to-head between Pakistan and India. We've had some great guests on so far and have travelled back in time when the sides first met in 1952. So if you've missed any of the first five episodes, please catch up. You won't regret it. And we're here in association with BatSense from kpsmartsports.com. BatSense is a great piece of kit which attaches to the top of your cricket bat and it connects wirelessly to your smartphone. It's really taking cricket coaching to the next level and will show you exactly the type of shots you're playing and will give you awesome detail on your batting technique. It weighs just 25 grams and has a six-hour battery life, so more than enough for any young club cricketer. And you can get yours now for a discounted price of just £97 plus postage. Just head to kpsmartsports.com where you can also check out a whole range of replica kits. And replica kits were really a trend that started in the 1990s, and that's where we continue our journey this week. Last week, we spoke to legends Wakar Yunus and Vinod Gambli about the early to mid-1990s, and this week, we look at what happened between the sides after the 1996 World Cup, after that quarterfinal where India defeated Pakistan at Bangalore. The sides would play a lot more cricket, uh, a lot of it overseas in Toronto. What are, what are your memories of those international matches that Pakistan and India played in Canada, Nikesh? Yeah, I mean, Canada was was really interesting. I mean, it, it was, you know, the the first memories that I sort of uh, flash back to uh, are images of Inzamam ul uh, going into the stands, which was quite an ugly incident at the time. We can all laugh about it now. Thankfully, no harm was, was done to anyone uh, in that incident. We will talk about that in this episode with Wakar Yunus and Vinod Gambli as well. But it was just, uh, I suppose, putting cricket on the world map. I mean, a massive Indian community in Toronto. I've got relatives in Toronto. I visited there in uh, in the late 90s, actually. Didn't go to any of the matches between India and Pakistan. But my family there was 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 there in attendance from 96, 97 and 98. And they were just glad that they finally got to see some top level cricket live because, you know, time difference was always an issue for them when the sides were playing in India or Pakistan, even in the Middle East. And, uh, you know, especially in, in places like Australia, they, they couldn't always watch the action live, even on TV, uh, certainly not live in person. And for them, that big uh, Indian community, there's a there's a big Pakistani community in uh, Canada as well, particularly in Toronto, very diverse city indeed is Toronto. And uh, for them to be able to go and watch the action live, I think that was the biggest thing, just, just taking these India-Pakistan matches on a world tour because there was clearly an appetite for it. They were clearly trying to break into a new market. You know, cricket itself was trying to get into the North American market at that point as well uh, in a big way. And it kind of succeeded a little bit uh, in the late 90s and early 2000s. Uh, you know, in large chunk due to the likes of India and Pakistan going to tour there. So, uh, yeah, absolutely fabulous memories. And it was so good that 
a lot of the top players went and toured in Canada as well. It was you know, quite easy, I think, for the likes of Wakar Yunis, Sachin Tendulkar, all these big names to say, you know what, it's an exhibition series. I'm just going to sit this one out. I play a lot of cricket all around the, the, the globe uh, all months of the year. I'm just going to sit this one out and let the young guys take it. But no, these big players did actually go and play their part as well. And I think uh, that really added to it. Yeah, and I think it just shows you how important those India versus Pakistan matches are. Even if it's an exhibition series and it's abroad and it's kind of outside the spectrum of general international cricket, like they feel so intense about it. They feel so invested in that rivalry. They can't keep away from those fixtures. They had to do it. And what's fascinating is I went to Toronto last year and I still know people in Canada who fondly remember that cricket match, that cricket series that they attended in uh, to, in the year. Uh, uh, 1997 or the year 1998 those were the times when uh, they got to see these live cricketers and it's really something that stayed with them uh, all these years as well and it's great it's it's exactly right you say as you say Nikesh like it's this is the game that kind of this is the match the fixture that spreads the game that takes the game international a bit like sort of the Harlem Globetrotters in basketball this is that touring attraction for cricket it's a shame that it doesn't happen as much at the moment but it's quite telling that this is the fixture you couldn't take England in Australia and put them in Canada and get the same kind of response as you would with India and Pakistan. Absolutely not, no. And as you say, it's a shame it doesn't happen, uh, you know, just the matches anywhere in the world, uh, you know, no bilateral series uh, for a long time and, uh, you know, nothing really in the fixtures calendar coming up in the next few years uh, in the Future Tours programme either, which is, is such a shame. And just the fact that even even if they don't play against each other, I mean, the fact that India don't go and play uh, you know, any kind of exhibition matches in the United States or in Canada or in other parts of the world. Pakistan don't do the same as well because, you know, we, we all know there are huge Indian and Pakistani communities, especially in areas like North America, where the ICC is desperate to uh, break through and uh, spread the game of cricket uh, throughout that continent. It's just a shame that we don't see these these kind of tournaments. I mean, Sharjah kind of died out uh, in in the sort of uh, early 2000s, I would say. Uh, you know, had the glory days through the 80s and and much of the 90s as well. North America was kind of a fad for those three years, but you know, nobody really goes there and plays now. Um, it's it's just a real shame, I think, that uh, you know, India and Pakistan, even if they don't play against each other now, they they don't go and tour these countries and play against other sides in these countries as well. I think uh, it was really doing uh, a, a great great service to the ICC, to the game of cricket as well. And, uh, you know, I think that there is certainly a gap in the market there. And I think that's something that, that should be looked into in the future. Absolutely. I think it would be great if uh, so many of these people get to see, so many of these fans around the world get to see these incredible players. And there's always a new generation of superstars in both India and Pakistan and all international teams. And the way we spread this game is to showcase those superstars around the world. You know, football has done it so well with the likes of Cristiano Ronaldo and Lionel Messi and all these amazing players that you could go to any corner of the world and recognize. I think it's about time cricket did the same thing, especially when we've got amazing superstars like, you know, Bakar Yunus and Vinod Kambli uh, that are right there happy to still be involved and promote the game. Yeah, and uh, talking of Wakar Yunus and Vinod Kambli, they're back with us this week and we start with Wakar talking about how strong the Pakistan squad was during the 1990s. In the 90s, we we, we knew that uh, we, we were a very good side and we were a very balanced side. You know, we had uh, some outstanding uh, 
you know, batters at the top, like Saeed Anwar, Amir Suhail, and Zamam Al-Haq. Ijaz was batting really well. Uh, Javid Niyanda was still around. Malik was around. So we had a very, very good top six. And, and then, of course, uh, the bowling was, uh, uh, you know, out of this world. I mean, I was bowling really well. Then Vaseem was, you know, as always, he, he bowls well. And then, uh, as Vinod was mentioning, Akib Javed, how good he was in his, in his early days uh, with the new ball he used to swing the ball and then mushi was there so we had a very good balance in the team and we always knew that uh, you know we can beat any team in the in the world on, on a given day if we if we if we play to our potential it's just that unfortunate uh, time i would say from the from in, the, in the 90s from say uh, 92 96 even up to 2003 i thought we were a very good side it is it's just we were not winning in the World Cups. You know, we were winning everything else, more or less. But when it comes to World Cup, we, we struggled against India. And, and then, of course, we started playing on our, on our minds after that. And now, uh, you know, I, I feel that India is a, is a better unit uh, uh, than Pakistan in the last uh, uh, couple of World Cups. And, 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 and they're, they're better prepared. They're a fitter side. Uh, Virat Kohli has made a massive difference. All Dravid, Saurabh Ganguly, I thought he's, he was the one who sort of changed the face of the face of the team. Uh, so India is, of course, uh, is, is going upward uh, uh, when you talk about uh, all sorts of cricket. I mean, Test match cricket, they just beat Australia in Australia, which was good to see. Uh, uh, but uh, overall, I think uh, you know it's just the World Cups that we we are struggling to win against India, and and now we don't really play any Test series, uh, which is shame. Uh, so no Test matches. And Vinod, uh, following that uh, World Cup in '96, uh, obviously the disappointment of the semi-final, uh, which was to to follow that match against Pakistan. But then India and Pakistan carried on their sort of world tour, I suppose it was, uh, going to Toronto. And then there was a series of, of matches in Toronto over the course of three years, 96, 97, 98. You were heavily involved in uh, a lot of those games in Toronto as well. Wakar played there in 96 too. I want to take you back to an incident uh, in Toronto, which I think many people will remember. Inzimam Mulhuk being sledged by a member of the crowd there in Toronto, uh, being called... Alu, which uh, is a derogatory term translating to potato. Inzi didn't obviously take well to that and proceeded to go into the crowd with a bat before he was held back by security. I mean, we can all laugh at it now, but it was quite heated at the time. It, the look on Inzimam's face, the, the tension in the crowd as well. It was, it was a very serious incident. You were there at that time. What did you make of the whole thing? Did you even realise what was happening when it all kicked off? Well, in fact, uh, that incident, because uh, we was sitting in the dressing room and you know our team was uh, batting the Indian team was batting so we were sitting there in the dressing room and suddenly we saw NZ just trying to show like a bat. Just wonder if they're getting a little too involved it's one of the players involved there that looks like Inzimamul Haq has gone into the crowd now that's very very unusual that is very very ugly I'm afraid it's not looking good at all well, I can't believe that uh, he's gone in there unless somebody has provoked him. Somebody has said something or thrown something at him. He was just uh, pointing out to a bat. Like, you know, so he, I just, we saw the 12th man. Just, I just, we just saw the 12th man taking the bat and passing by his dressing room and 
his passing our dressing room too and went from there straight went to uh, nz and that entire incident was like you know we were literally shocked it shouldn't have happened i all can say that it was a shocking moment for all of us like we was we were first of all questioning how come the 12th man is taking a bat to uh, to you know to inzimam and then the entire incident whatever whatever has happened but for forest was it was shocking it was really shocking because this we were like discussing each with each other that you know why why this thing has happened normally a very good uh, crowd is uh, i i you know i don't know if you've been to that ground or not it's a, it's a very very small ground and it is uh, they put up the scaffolding scaffolding to to make the seats for player to to develop into a, a small stadium of sort of 7 to 8000 and and everyone is sitting really close by normally in zamam fields or, or stands in the in the slips and uh, what exactly happened i know there's a, there's a story about this alu thing that you know there was someone calling him alu yes there was someone calling him alu alu but also what exactly happened was there was someone in the crowd who was uh, who was not very 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 good to uh, uh, then azruddin's wife i think they were just talking some rubbish about that and nz nz being nz he didn't he didn't really like it uh, and 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 as i was mentioning uh nikesh that you know the friendship of the field between these these two team players was was outstanding was amazing i mean they they had lots of respect for each other uh we had uh, you know we used to play hard on the field but when it comes to friendship we used to really look up, look after each other's back and what happened because someone was really being rude uh to other's wife and inji just i don't know what happened to be very honest he just decided Uh, he asked, I think Salim Malik was captain. He asked Salim to move me to to that fine like third man region, and that's where he went. And and he asked the twelfth man to to bring the bat, and uh, and he just he just gave it to him, and he just ran up the stairs in the, in the scaffolding and brought him down. And and Inzi had to suffer. Inzi had to sort of uh, really uh, apologize, and they went to court for that that particular incident. And Azhar had to come out, which was very nice of Azharuddin. to come out and and talk to that indian guy the guy was indian i think and uh, talk to him and you know and and sort out that issue of uh, out of the court and um, you know it was it was sad it was ugly what happened but if we, but what i'm trying to uh, say here is you know when it comes to watching each other's back and i think you know both teams have uh, have people or players who really love each other's company and they enjoy each other's when off the field also it is it's it's wonderful that you know the friendship still uh, exists mm. between the two teams and you know every every everybody that's been on the every guest that we've had on this uh podcast has reflected quite fondly on on the friendships that they have across uh, the two different teams but you know there was a great series that followed up um after uh, after the Toronto series in 97 uh Pakistan and India played each other twice um once in India once in Pakistan and it was for to celebrate independence so it was the independence of India the 50 year anniversary of independence for India the 50 year independence of Pakistan and you know the most memorable thing to happen in those series was uh Said Anwar setting the world record for highest individual score in a one day international match that was in chennai on uh, the 21st of may 1997 194 runs so 99 not outside and but he's on strike here to robinson that should be it 
his 12th hundred in one day international cricket his first against the Indians and it's been a superb knock by this flamboyant left-hander from Pakistan and that's very nicely played on the onside to become the highest scorer in one day cricket he knows it and the crowd rise up to cheer him as one terrific innings from Saeed Anwar Vakar uh, what did you make of that innings and uh, what did you, you know, what were your memories of playing with Sayyid Anbar? Look, I was not there. I was not part of that uh, uh, that series uh, that uh, I think I got injured before that and I, I couldn't really tour. And I, I really regret that because I missed out on on, on an innings which, which was something different from uh, in, in the 90s. You don't really see people scoring, you know, at the rate of, even run a ball. They 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 used to score under run a ball uh, in those days, and and he went out and he I think his strike rate was something like ridiculously 160 170. He he was just an amazing player, Saidanwar. I mean, if I have to pick one left-hander apart from Vinod Kamli, I love him. He's just <laughs> he's an amazing touch player. It, it was Saidanwar. I think Saidanwar was another uh, very classy uh, player uh, who I think. Uh, did not did justice to his talent because he did not play enough cricket. Uh, but he was an amazing uh, player, a great team man, and, and very nervous character when he used to uh, leave the dressing room. He used to normally you'll see him vomiting on the side or just being so nervous, headaches and sweaty hands and all that. But when he walks onto the field, he was a different beast then. He used to just times the ball so well. I mean, 96 World Cup, that game we talk about, we just spoke about, uh, you know, his his 45 was probably highlight of that of that game. Uh, so for me, Saeed Anwar was, uh, you know, it was, it was just an amazing player, amazing talent. Yeah, of uh, 146 balls was that 194 yeah. um, record, a record yeah. that stood for 12 mm. years uh, as well, which is incredible when you think about the age of 2020 yeah. coming through and things like that. Um, but what a, what a great player to, to watch. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. I remember that ODA match. Means I, I, we, we were thinking that he was he'll be the first guy to reach 200 because the, when we were fielding, so the way he was batting means outstanding. It was outstanding the way he uh, got that those runs, and it was a big big target. In fact, it was a very big target of 320, 320 plus, and I still remember. Rahul, uh, Rahul Dravid and me, we had a pa- partnership of 130 runs, which I always cherish, cherish because we're playing against Pakistan again, because after the World Cup, the, the Independence Cup, I still remember because it was, it was, it was very huge, humid and it was very hot. <laughs> I can say it was, it was, it was, you know, it was like, you're literally the ball sweating like you know crazy it was it was very hot and in that me and Dravid we at least came try to came come to closer to the Pakistani side but uh, you know I will always cherish that match seeing the innings of uh, Saeed Anwar and plus uh, Rahul Dravid's 100 so it was very very memorable one for me and 
all I can say about that match. You then never got to play test cricket against Pakistan. There was obviously a 10-year gap between the sides having a test series uh, anyway from 89 to 99. And that 99 series, you know, fell slap bang in, in, into your career. How frustrating was it that you yeah. never got to play in that series and you never got to play test cricket against Pakistan? I just played my last test match when I was just 23. And after that, I was just watching what India was doing. And I still remember uh, when Pakistan came uh, in Delhi, they were playing the test match when Kumle got the 10 wickets. Means I was I was watching that literally entire the entire match uh, on TV, and uh, I saw that match. Means Kumble bowled very outstanding. It was the 10 wicket in a match was outstanding. You know what you're still remembered very fondly by cricket fans around the world, uh, not, um and you know. It, as you say, it's a shame you didn't get to feature. That was a truly historic series that took place uh, in 1999 after a 10-year wait, uh, the first bilateral test tour between the countries. And uh, Pakistan were touring India. And this time, you know, Wakar Yunus only played four test matches for Pakistan against India, but he was present on this tour. Um, Wakar, do you remember that tour? What are your memories of going on that tour? Was there a sense of excitement there? Was there pressure there? Uh, you know, what, what was the general feeling around the Pakistan camp about going to India for a test series after such a long time? Yeah, it was a little bit, a uh, little bit tense at the time. Uh, I, I still remember uh, we, we were uh, just boarded off the plane straight into the bus and the bus, we didn't go into the airport and we went straight to the, to the hotel and, uh, you know, the luggage came itself and, uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was, full of tension that uh, that tour but the cricket when you when you talk about cricket there is no better cricket played than that series i would say especially the the, the chennai test match i mean uh, uh, you know pakistan winning that test match a very close contest i mean great uh, five day cricket the ball has gone off the bat onto the stumps and pakistan have won Well, I'm sure they thought this was a very unlikely victory Pakistan when Sachin Tendulkar was going at his best. They are stunned in this crowd. There were some superb performances in, in, in that uh, in that test, test match. I know Sachin Tendulkar is uh, 100, I think 140-odd he scored was, was the highlight of, of that tournament and he became the man of the match. But if you if you overall look at it in the test match, there were so many great performances. Saklan picking up 10 wickets in that game. Uh, Shai the Freedies hundred and also picking up three wickets, uh, and uh, and who else? Someone else has got a, a hundred also in, in that game. And, and Prasad, of course, Venkate Prasad got six wickets in that. There were so many great performances. It, there was not a not a dull moment in, in in that entire Test match. I mean, we had I had have not seen a crowd uh, that good. I mean, over the over the entire Test match, all five days, it was pack house, more than fifty thousand sitting in, in the, and 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 after the Test match, we went for a for a for a spin. We went for a round uh, just so, and everyone stood up and 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 clapped, and it was just an amazing Test match. And and of course, after that, we went to Mumbai, where uh, where Vinod was just talking about the uh, Kumble's Test Test wicket. Will he be the first? Indian bowler to take 10 wickets in a test match innings. <laughs> That's it!
Back pad, Anil Kumble has become the first Indian bowler to capture 10 wickets in an innings. India have won the match. Another big highlight from that uh, test match was when Inzi went in because it happened straight after the after the Toronto incident, the Alu incident, and there were like about 50,000 sitting there when he went into uh, into bat. Just imagine that that 5,000 calling Alu, and then over there there were more than 50,000 calling him Alu. It was just an amazing atmosphere there at uh, at Delhi. There was uh, so. It, it was a great series. It was a two-test match series. And then the third test match was played in Calcutta. That was part of the, uh, I think, ICC Championship or ACC Championship. I don't know what it, exactly it was. But that was not part of the series. But those two test matches, uh, you know, Kumble picking up 10 wickets in that innings. And then Kumble also getting six wickets in, in Chennai. He was the best bowler uh, of that uh, of that series. So, uh, it was great. It was good to go back to India and, and play those test matches. But unfortunately, that was the last time I, I played against India. That first test in Chennai in particular, Wakar, uh, fondly remembered, as you say, for uh, Sachin's 136. Uh, you know, Pakistan winning by just 12 runs in the end. Mm. Absolutely thrilling test match. Uh, yeah, you took yeah. a couple of wickets in that final innings as well. Uh, Saklain, as you mentioned, another five for, for him. Uh, was there mm. a moment in time where... You thought you're going to be witnessing history here. It could be one of the the greatest innings uh, that anyone's ever played in a successful run chase that India are actually going to do this. I don't really know, to be honest, what Sachin was thinking at the time. Because they were cruising. It was not an issue. They still had four wickets in hand and they needed, I think, 16 runs with four wickets in hand. And... And then first, Nain Mongia, we took a new ball and Nain Mongia hit one in the air. I think he was in a bit of rush or a, or I don't know what went through his mind. He thought the game was over. They won that game and they got a little complacent, especially Nain Mongia. And once he got out, we were still sort of thinking that, that that's not going to happen. We're not going to win this game. Till the time, till the time Sachin is there, it, it's not going to happen because the way he was batting, you know, it was just out of this world. And, and then in the very next, uh, very next over, I think, uh, to Saklan Mushtaq, uh, Sachin hit one in the air, and that was it. Then that that confidence, that belief, started uh, creeping in us that we can, we we will not we we will not allow them to get those sixteen or fifteen runs, whatever was required. And and then Saklan just got all over them. It was just hard for them to defend or or to hit out. And they were losing wickets, and they they lost wickets, all four wickets in something like five or six overs, four or maybe less. So it was just some some test match, I would say, one of my one of the best test match I I watched, I played, and uh, uh, I'm I witnessed. It was extraordinary. It was an incredible uh, test match to to watch as a fan as well. I remember that vividly. And you know, the third test, I know you I, you were involved in that one, uh, the one that they played at Calcutta, but uh, that is where. Um, Shoaib Akhtar made his debut and famously uh, got Rahul Dravid and uh, Sachin Tendulkar out in consecutive balls and really took the world by storm at that point. What are your first impressions? What were your first impressions of uh, Shoaib Akhtar when you met him and when you saw him play for the first time, uh, Bakar? I I saw him in Rawalpindi in the in the when, when he was very young and he used to come and bowl in the nets and uh, you know he hardly played any. Any first-class cricket, uh, very few games before he got picked for Pakistan, and and we always knew that he's he's quick and he is uh, he can be he can be 
handful, but unfortunately he couldn't really make his way in. And then uh, I had some hamstring issue and I, I did not play that test match. And uh, then he got the opportunity and, and, uh, and he, we all know that he is quick, uh, you know, but when it comes to reverse, he can be very lethal also. And a uh, couple of, uh, Really great Yorkers he bowled to. Uh, I think Dravid. I, I, I remember that Dravid and uh, and Sachin. And then he was also involved in that in that run out where Nadim Khan threw that ball and into the stumps where we had to they had to empty the stadium. It was it was an amazing test. I mean the entire series, if you ask me to summon it up, it was just a, just a very special series of of my career because there were so many ups and downs and. You know, uh, nobody knew that who was going to win the series. And, uh, yeah, Swebakta was outstanding in that test match. Yeah, and it's such a shame we've uh, not seen as many bilateral series uh, between the countries, especially of late. Uh, and even mm-hmm. after that, you know, there was a, a bit of a gap uh, before India toured Pakistan in 04. Um, so after that Asian Test Championship, yeah. uh, then on to the 1999 World Cup in England. Uh, Wakara, that 99 World Cup side is fondly remembered by many cricket fans the world over as possibly the greatest side that didn't win a World Cup. Yeah, the way we played the entire uh, uh, the entire tournament, I thought we 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 were in a great form. We just had a bad day in the, in, the, in the final. You know, the way we played semi-final, the way we were just we played against Australia, uh, we were we were we we looked the better side. We were a very good side. We were a very good all-round side with Shahid Afridi coming into the team. And Saklan Mustak was uh, uh, bowling really, really well. And then we had a couple of all-rounders, Azhar Mahmood and, uh, and of course, Abdul Razak. So we were a very good all-round side. Uh, it's just that uh, we couldn't really finish that. I mean, have a look at, have a look at that, uh, the guys who were sitting on the bench in that, in the, in that, uh, uh, in that World Cup. I mean, we had, it was Salim Malik, myself and Mustak Ahmed. So, so just you can imagine how good the side was that it was hard for us three uh, to break into in, into the side. So, I mean, everything went well throughout the World Cup. I thought uh, we played really, really well. We batted really well. We bowled extremely well. But it's just that we couldn't really finish. Uh, uh, the Aussies were too good at the final. Yeah, I mean, it was a special Australian side uh, during that era as well. Uh, and, uh, you know, they went on to, to create history, uh, winning that hat-trick of World Cups. Of course, uh, Vinod, you weren't involved in that particular World Cup, uh, but you did make another comeback, like you mentioned, into the Indian team and eventually ended your career in 2000. I mean, what, what are some of your fondest memories of your career looking back, particularly memories uh, from matches against Pakistan as well? Some, some of your favourite performances, maybe? I think uh, uh, the 97, that's the, that's the match where, where I got some runs and uh, made my debut against uh, Pakistan, played against them, played against a better side like Pakistan. And, uh, you know, see, playing, playing with Pakistan off the, on the field, we had the rivalry. We had the rivalry, but off the field, they're all my friends. Vakar, Vasim, rest of them. We had that, you know, kind of friendship we still cherish that friendship because it's it, in that the game what we used to play we used to give our heart out we give our we used to give our best but off the field as a as a player i was i used to mix around with 
okay, you can ask Vaka. I used to mix with him, I used to be with him, I used to be with uh, Vasim by all of them, all of them were friends. So that friendship was, we maintained it since I made my debut. Still remember we played their Independence Cup. Uh, when After we finished playing ours and when we first went, it was my first time in Pakistan. You know, the way we were greeted and the way you must have seen a lot of incident happened that. But at least, you know, the hospitality what we got from the uh, the people in uh, people of Pakistan. I still remember uh, there was a, a, a dinner organized for both the teams and the food especially. It was like, I still remember there were food from Islamabad, uh, and then there was food from Karachi, uh, Rawalpindi, all, all those kind of uh, the food, it was uh, kept there. And we were so confused, me and Sachin were so confused. I said, what to eat? <laughs> there were so many things to, you know, there were food kept and it all tasty, very outstanding food. So I still remember those those moments, and I and you know me in fact, uh, me and Sachin we walked out. We took a security and we walked out because we wanted to buy the uh, the sandal which is made in Pakistan. The the sandal uh, we wanted to wear when they were wear when you wear salwar and kurta. So we we got out and we like you know, we were treated very well when we went to. Pakistan and uh, yes, uh, in fact, uh, I have a fan who was following my career since uh, I made my debut in 91 and uh, he was from Karachi and, and he used to send, in fact, he used to send me letters of, you know, we could not, that time there was no mobiles, there were only no phone calls, so he used to express himself through a letter. And who's to bring it? You won't, you won't believe it. Rashid Latif. So Rashid, he used to go to Rashid Latif and he used to give it to all, all the letters to him. And Rashid, wherever we, uh, they used to come here, I used to get it. So the fan following in Pakistan also, it's like, you know, uh, it's, it's there. They're still there. Whether, when, when I was playing, and when I'm retired also, the fan following is still there. What a great place to end. We're not calmly there talking about his Pakistani fan following. And that's something that was so great in those bygone eras. It's not something that you hear much about these days from but fans from opposing countries openly saying they like a rival player. It's not It's not that common anymore. It's not that common. But do you remember that guy, Atif? Um, there was a super fan, a Virat Kohli super fan in Pakistan who uh, I think it was probably two or three years ago he hoisted an Indian flag in Pakistan from his home in Pakistan I can't remember which city it was and obviously he got so much flack for that but the only reason he hoisted the India cricket uh, the Indian flag above his house was his love for Virat Kohli it wasn't his love for India or anything like that he just wanted to show his allegiance to Virat Kohli which which I thought was really nice and, and really touching but obviously you want to be a bit careful doing that kind of thing in Pakistan.
Yeah, absolutely. You, you do want to be careful doing that kind of thing, and and and, and either of the countries, I yes. suppose. But like, yeah, I mean, it just shows that there were. There's a lot of. There is a lot of love still there. You know, there's a lot of appreciation of the game still there. So you know, I've seen a lot of Indian cricket fans, um, you know, openly complimenting um, people like you know Barbar Azam and Shaheen Afridi, and you know some of these 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 newer players, and they really appreciate the skill and the grace of a good cricketer, and it's never really so much about where they're from or what have you or anything like that anymore but yeah i mean there was there was a time where you know you could walk through um the liberty market in lahore and talk about you know sachin tendulkar being your favorite player maybe not so much these days yeah and it's such a shame that in both countries you know you you can't really openly say that you appreciate players uh, from the opposing sides just because of the the heightened tensions and and the politics of it all really but on the ground there you know there is still a great appreciation from cricket fans of, of each other's players and, and that will uh, go on through through all time really because uh, of the close relationships uh, that they've got, the, the culture that they've got in common, uh, you know, the, everything really. I mean, it's just so frustrating that it doesn't happen anymore. But, uh, you know, huge thanks to Vinod Gumbly and Wakar Yunis uh, for this week's episode. And if you enjoyed that, you will definitely enjoy the show next week because former Pakistan all-rounder Azhar Mahmood and former India seamer Ashish Nera are with us. We'll touch on the late 90s once again and then head into the 2000s, the turn of the century. And there was clearly a power shift at the start of the 21st century as Surav Ganguly took charge of a new breed of Indian cricketers, including Nera. But then when they played against Pakistan, it was always pretty close, uh, as long as it wasn't in a World Cup, of course, Atif. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I can't wait to discuss that. And please remember to subscribe to this podcast via the Visitant Podcast feed on all major platforms. You can also send us your comments via social media at Nikesh Raghani and at Atif Nawaz. You can follow the Wisdom Cricket and Wisdom India podcast feeds as well. The usual Wisdom Cricket Weekly podcast drops again very soon and we'll be back with you next week. Podcast Network.